Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Gilda Evans, bringing you the Autism Resource Podcast. This podcast and the ARP website are your one-stop knowledge and resource space for autism and much more. I'm honored to have Mayor Corey C. Moss as my guest today. Corey Moss is a lifelong resident of the San Gabriel Valley and has lived and worked in the city for over 20 years. Elected to the city council in 2015 and reelected in 2019, she was unanimously selected by her colleagues to serve as mayor, being the first woman to serve in that role in the city of industry. Corey is committed to issues ranging from regional infrastructure to mental health and autism awareness. She was instrumental in the facilitation and implementation of a new specialized mental health training program for the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department Industry Station with a special focus on autism. The goal of the program is to employ the training program for the Sheriff's deputies and other police departments. Welcome, Corey, and thank you so much for joining me today to discuss this important program you've championed. Gilda, thank you so much for having me here today. I'm really excited to be here. All right, well, then I'd like to begin by asking you, why are you passionate about mental health and autism training for our law enforcement? I am passionate because I'm the mother of a young man on the autism spectrum. Um, I have the honor to be an elected official, so I have the ability to work with law enforcement. Um, there are some other incidents that occurred before I was elected and when my son was very young that, that brought the need for change. Um, and one thing that, that stuck out for me, and I don't remember what year it was, I think my son was maybe four or five, was the incident in Fullerton with um, the Florton PD and what was the gentleman's name? Kelly Thomas, I believe it was. And, um, you know, he had mental health issues, but, um, and was homeless, but it was just a horrible, horrible incident. And I remember thinking to myself, because my son had just been diagnosed, um, you know, God, what if that was my son? You know, so just wanting to get involved, um, and not necessarily knowing exactly how I was going to make a difference. Um, but that was, that's why I'm passionate about it. Um, it's very personal to me. It's, it's a labor of love. And having seen just certain things that had, had occurred within law enforcement um, is, is why I'm very passionate about it. And I totally understand that because this whole podcast project is something that is a passion project for me as well and, and very, very personal because I also have uh, a son who is on the spectrum, uh, very high functioning, but uh, I have gone through quite, uh, <laughs> let's say, qu quite a lot of um, unpleasant experiences you know, yeah. in, in the past in terms of what I have dealt with, not thankfully, not necessarily with law enforcement, but, you know, with school and government offices and, you know, various other organizations, things that, that I had to deal with just to get my son what he needed for his yeah. life, for his education. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I, I completely understand and, and uh, applaud you know, your, your motivation and your passion for you. getting this particular project done. So 
then tell me what were some of the challenges that you faced in getting the mental evaluation team up and running? Okay, so I think there needs to be a little bit of clarification there um, because MET itself was it was was launched in 1992, I believe. What what we know now, um, it, it's definitely evolved and become more focused because there were um, there was new regulations that came into effect in uh, the sheriff's department in, in 2016. I'm not fully aware what those regulations were beforehand or what exactly they are, but as far as dealing with um, mental health crisis calls, the, those, um, those regulations were changed drastically. And so there was a need to um, really start to fine tune and work more with what the MET team is. Um, as far as me actually getting involved with MET, um, you know, like I said, I, I was elected in 2015 and I had never served in public office before had zero experience whatsoever. We had some issues around going on in our city. And I, you know, honestly, initially I threw my hat, my, I threw myself in almost in jest. Like, you know, it was one of those, like, you're so frustrated. Well, well, maybe I should run. And, and it just evolved. It evolved from there and I did run and I was elected um, and had so much to learn and was, you know, very reliant on, staff members and people that I was work with, working with within the city, getting to know law enforcement officers. And I just, I had a, a strong desire to do something to try and bring more awareness to autism. Um, and so that's, that's where that started with me. And initially we looked at one program that was, was helpful in uh, tracking kids on the spectrum who had elopement issues, um, but the technology wasn't really great. And I know personally for me, like my son, I, I couldn't have put a bracelet or a watch or anything on him and kept it on. So that, you know, so we did, we talked a lot about that and we're trying to, to, you know, just troubleshoot it and see how we could make that work or how that could help autism families. And then I met an amazing woman by the name of Kate Movius and Kate has her, her, well, her company is Autism Interact, Interaction Specialist. And she had already been working with law enforcement in, in different areas of Los Angeles and was very interested in coming to, um, you know, work with some of our deputies here in industry. And so that's how that started, um, trying to find out how that works within the department and how can we allow this to happen. I was able to get support through my city colleagues and my city manager at the time, the city was willing to help pay for it. Um, but we just had to find a way to allow the department to let it happen. And that's kind of how all of that started, um, which was to bring Kate in to train individual deputies about autism. So you are responsible for bringing her in and also for uh, implementing certain changes and awarenesses to the program to enhance the, the visibility of the people who have autism, the people who have mental health issues. So what does success for the MET, the mental evaluation team, look like to you at this point? Success is, is a peaceful res resolution. 
um, you know, it, it would, avoiding the use of excessive force, um, giving these law enforcement officers the tools to identify, um, you know, that an individual may possibly be on the spectrum and helping them to, you know, determine the difference between what they might see as, um, you know, drug use um, or somebody just being defiant and giving them those tools so that they have the ability um, to resolve the situation peacefully and to avoid, you know, any arrests when they, when they're not necessary, you know, that, that's for me, that's what success is for, for MET in, in how they operate and what we do. I say we, like it's me because I work with these guys so much, but I'm not part of MET. So I can't really say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would assume that that de-escalation and communication would be would be key to to resolving those situations without, as you say, excessive use of force or arrest or anything like that. And certainly understanding the challenges that people who have autism, people who have other similar types of issues are facing and being able to recognize them is absolutely key to, to being able to be successful in a situation. It is. And, you know, all of the deputies that, and, and the individuals now who are running these programs, what they have to say and, and their feedback and the positive um, you know, energy that we get from all of these individuals after they've had this training. So they were already being trained in crisis intervention and de-escalation and, and just ways to, um, you know, to, again, like I was saying before, peaceful resolution to those crises. But when we were able to implement the, the focus on autism and for Kate to be able to come in and what she does is she brings in individuals on the autism spectrum, their family members, um, and, and brings her own personal experience as well, because she has, um, her, I think her son is 21 now, but um, her personal experience with um, his run-ins with law enforcement as a young boy um, and, and how she was able to, you know, work with just those, that small number of law enforcement officers on a personal level and how that expanded. And showing them all the different, I mean, we've all, I think you and I both know that there's that fabulous saying in the autism world that if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. And she's got, you know, five, six, seven families, you know, probably more, but on any given training, and there's say that many different families that will come in and you've got children from different ranges or young adults and, you know, boys and girls and individuals get to meet them, the deputies get to meet them, talk to them, hear, you know, what some of their challenges are and see the, you know, the vast range of what autism look like, looks like. Because we know that an individual with autism generally doesn't look any different from you or I. You know, it's, it's not like Down syndrome where there are physical features that you can identify right away. People on the autism spectrum look like everybody else, but there are very specific behaviors. Again, they're usually they're, it, it is a spectrum disorder, so they can be very different, but there's a lot of similarities and things that you can teach people and, and show them to look out for that can help them identify that that individual might be on the autism spectrum. And that's what Kate does. And she does it in a way that is 
easy to understand. It's, it's makes people want to learn. It's fun. I know that sounds a little strange, but she makes it fun. Um, the participants, the family members and, you know, and the autistic individuals, they really enjoy interacting with our law enforcement deputies and telling them about themselves, those that are able to do so. Well, I'm really glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that because you're absolutely right. Um, the the breadth of the variety of presentation of people who have autism or you know similar types of conditions is so great, and almost all the time there are a variety of comorbidities that come along with the condition that can vary so greatly. And so having certain uh, benchmarks, if you will, to be able to be aware, to identify, to, to think, you know what, I think this person may be dealing with these issues or with a certain set of challenges is so, so very important. And, and also because the individual that they're dealing with in the majority of cases um, is... Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, they're not dealing with cognitive issues. They're dealing with issues that are much more pragmatic and expressive. Yes. And so sometimes they they won't really be able to communicate. Yes. Especially if they're experiencing anxiety or you know, and any kind of fear in a particular situation, um, they'll just shut down. Yes. And it can it can be misinterpreted very very easily. So I'm I'm just very very glad to hear you to hear you say that. Um, so tell me, why do you feel that law enforcement is a key factor in mental health awareness and autism awareness at large? My personal opinion, and I I, I think that this is is probably correct for most people, is that you know law enforcement is the most visible um, you know resource. That, and, and it's it's usually what most individuals, it's their first reaction. Um, if you're in a crisis situation, if you're in an emergency situation um, in, out in the general public, if, if someone were to see what they um, suspect is an emergency situation, you know, the odds are that they're going to call law enforcement. They're going to call 911. Um, you know, so having deputies who might be those first individuals on the scene to have, you know, this information, to have this training, just, you know, it, it, it's such a leg up to have, if, if they even have an inclination of what this could possibly be instead of jumping into a scenario, making assumptions that, you know, it's automatically, whether it's a domestic violence issue or say, you know, if you have a child that's having a meltdown in a public place and that's, you know, and a parent is trying to stop that child from injuring themselves, you know, or flailing about, that can look like an abusive situation. And if, if these individuals have this training or know what that looks like and are able, you know, to, again, deescalate or provide assistance to that parent in that situation, you know, it, it makes all the difference in the world. And I don't feel like that's going to change anytime soon that, you know, law enforcement's not going to be that first call. You know, that's just the way it is. And so I strongly believe that we need to better train our deputies, give them the tools that they need so that they 
know what they're dealing with if they're going to come across, you know, one of our special children on the spectrum. And again, it goes all the way for, you know, mental health as well. You know, being able to identify and just de-escalate a situation where an individual is just in crisis makes all the difference in the world about how that call is going to play out. Well, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I sincerely hope that programs like this will not only be uh, successful in the city of industry where you are, but way above and beyond that uh, throughout the city of Los Angeles, throughout the state, throughout the country, because it is definitely very, very much needed. Now, uh, tell me, at this point, I'd like to ask you, is there anything that I haven't asked that we haven't covered or mentioned that you would like to throw in it or say? And also, if, if people have questions, how can they reach out to you, reach your office, and, okay. uh, and find out more? Um, well, just to touch a little bit about, you know, you, what you just mentioned and how, you know, this is great that it's here in the city of industry, but it's not just in the city of industry anymore. It is, we're training deputies at a high rate. I, I was hoping I was going to have that exact number for you, um, but I don't have it. But, you know, we're training deputies throughout the department. We are training other individuals and, in, you know, we're training fire. We're training um, people for, with the local school district. So the school district police and, you know, Anybody who we who wants to have this training is able to get it. And right now, I've been throughout the pandemic, we've been able to continue this training, the mental health training that has the focus on autism. Um, you know, we have a venue here in the city of industry that has been closed during the pandemic. We have a large space that has allowed the sheriff's department to continue training so that they can, you know, safely social distance and continue to have this training occur because otherwise none of this would have been happening for the last year and a half. There was no place for it to happen. So we're training everybody we can. And we're hoping to continue to do that throughout Sheriff's Department, you know, LAPD, um, CHP. We're training all of them, anybody who we can get in there and who's willing to take the class. Um, if you want to reach me, you can call City Hall. City of Industry, City Hall, the phone number there is uh, 626-333-2211. And if I'm not there, you can leave a message and I will get back to you. And if you have questions, you can just leave me a voicemail and I'll be happy to answer your question. If I don't know the answer, I will find somebody who does, I promise. Well, that is fantastic. I am so glad that this training is extending beyond and far and wide. That is great news and keep it going. I, 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 again, I applaud you and bravo for this effort because it is so, so sorely needed. Yeah. And I want to do, I just real quickly want to say a very special thank you to Kate Movius for her participation in this. I want to thank um, now Captain John Gannon. John was the Lieutenant at the time here in industry and without his help and his interest in this, we never would have gotten it going either. And John is, you know, after his first time with the, having seen this training, he came to me and just thanked me and said, I didn't know what I didn't know. And we've gotten 
feedback like that from so many of the deputies that have gone through this training. And so that's what just like every time somebody comes to me and just is so grateful for that, having, you know, that having this information now, it means the world to me. So I want to thank those individuals, especially um, Kevin Tawari, also who's doing the training with Met here um, during the pandemic. There's so many people I want to say thank you to, but um, they're pretty key. And honestly, this would not be happening if it wasn't for them. Well, and thank you also so much, Corey, for your time and for sharing your passion for this community and this wonderful special project with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry I got a little emotional there, but it happens. <laughs> it happens to me. This is definitely, um, it comes from my heart. It means the world to me. And, you know, I'm going to do whatever I can to continue to see it grow and however we can make that happen. So thank you for doing what you do. And uh, I'm going to be tuning in <laughs> from now on. I want to hear a lot more about what you're doing. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. And by the way, you are welcome back at any time. Happy to come back. <laughs> and if you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast. You can find it on Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other popular platforms. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can always access us and other great resources on our website, www.autismresourcepodcast.com. I want to thank our listeners for spending part of their day with us. This is the Autism Resource Podcast, and I'm Gilda Evans, reminding you to take care of yourself and that special person in your life.